As a new Christian in the 1970s, God brought to me a section of scripture and revealed a very important truth to me, which I'm going to share with you now. Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 18. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, and some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjonas, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. That's the key right there. No man revealed to Peter that Jesus was the Son of God. God revealed it directly to Peter. No preacher revealed it to Peter. God revealed it to Peter. The church is built today upon the revealed word of God, and the church are the elect of God, the called of God, those persons to whom God reveals the truth directly to them. Countless numbers of people who attend church are not the church, for they do not hear directly from God. They hear from their preacher, and they think they're hearing from God, and they think they belong to God because they have done the works, such as being baptized in water, that the church requires. But that does not make them of God. You are only of God when God reveals His truth directly to you by His Spirit. For when you belong to God, you are sealed with the Spirit of God. So if you have had the experience where God has revealed something to you, you are the elect of God. God used to speak to his people in the Old Testament. He spoke to them by the prophets. God put the Holy Spirit inside the prophets, and then they had to go to the prophet to find out the will of God because it's the Holy Spirit who searches the heart of God and knows the will of God and reveals it to us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So they had to go to the prophet in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, it's not that way. Because each of us who are chosen by God, the elect of God, the real church, God reveals himself directly to us, just as he revealed himself directly to Peter. Peter had no way of knowing that Jesus was the Son of God. 
except that God revealed it to him. Matthew 16, verse 18, Jesus said to Peter, I say unto you that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, upon this rock of the revealed word of God. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I didn't know this for a long time, but the Catholics think that Peter established the church. And this is so crazy. Peter's just like we are. God revealed to Peter the truth. So they build churches called St. Peter's. And they do all sorts of abominations in the Catholic Church that are not in the New Testament Bible. For we have only one way to know what God wants us to do in the church, and that is set forth for us in the New Testament Bible. They added all sorts of abominations to the Catholic Church. They built statues, and they fall down before statues, and they recite verses and sayings before stone made with human hands, graven images. They wear crosses around their neck. They bow down to crosses, wooden crosses, things that you can see with your natural eye. John chapter 4, Jesus says, The time cometh and now is when you shall worship God in the Spirit. For God is a Spirit. And we shall worship him in spirit and in truth. We don't worship God with our natural eye, with things you can see. These church buildings are built by men. But the real church are the individuals to whom God has revealed the truth. The revealed word of God, it's all built upon the revealed word of God. And the abominations that we see today are set up by men by their natural eyes, men who did not have the Spirit of God set up all these different denominations, for there is only one God, one Spirit, one Lord, one baptism, one faith, one Spirit, one Holy Spirit of God. And it is united when it's of God. When we are of God, taught by God, we are one spirit. We're not divided. We're one spirit. And if there's any controversy that comes between us in a relationship, God straightens one of us out, whichever one of us is wrong. And then we're one spirit again. We're in agreement again. We are one spirit. We're not divided into denominations as men divided the church into denominations. The church got divided because of the desire of individuals within the church group to do something. And then when that church group wouldn't do what they wanted, they broke off and established another church group. But we are one spirit. There's only one church. And there is only one doctrine, and it is presented for us in the New Testament Bible. Along the way, someone came up with the idea that crackers and grape juice or wine and crackers or wine and bread is the Lord's Supper. 
When the Lord's Supper is Jesus Christ, the Word of God. The Lord's Supper is eating and drinking the Word of God. Jesus says, I, the Word, am the bread of life. In the beginning, Jesus was the Word. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. How did God form light? He said, let there be light, and there was light. He formed light by the word. All things were formed by the word. And the things were not made of things that existed. There wasn't light over here on the north side, and he moved it to the other side. It's not like building a house where you go out and get your materials, your wood, your lumber, your concrete, and you start building a house. God said, let there be a house, and there was a house. Let there be the earth, the heavens, the earth, light, darkness. And then he formed man. All things were formed By the word. The word. That's the key. And then at one point in time, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us in the form of a man, Jesus. Then he was crucified, taken back into heaven, and is a spirit again, sitting at the throne of God, interceding for us. He's the word. In the beginning, he was the word, and in the end, he's the word. And he was the word while he walked on the earth, but he was known by the name of Jesus. But it is all the word. And it is that word that comes down from heaven that teaches us. The Apostle John said this, 1 John chapter 2, verses 27-28. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it has taught you, ye shall abide in him. This means that we abide in that word that is brought to us by God by his spirit that comes into our mind, which is the spirit of truth. And now, little children, abide in him in what he's taught you, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. We will never be ashamed when God has taught us. When man has taught us to have crackers and grape juice and call that communion, the time will come they will be ashamed because it's wrong. It's taught by man, by the eyes of man who didn't understand God, and he set it up sort of as an idol that you can see. You cannot see the word that comes down from heaven directly to you. That comes in the form of a thought which is brought by the Holy Spirit. It's not something you can touch and handle and see. We believe by faith. 
It is a spirit. So John says, The anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man shall teach you. Now sometimes God will plant these things in our heart without us really knowing that he's put it there, and we will hear another person of God say the truth, and we'll recognize it, and we'll say, oh, yes, and we will know it. But it's because God has taught us already. He's already taught us his truth. He may bring it to our mind by hearing another person of God speak it, but we already know it because he's put it in our heart. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 8. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. This is the new covenant. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. He would do that directly, putting his truth directly into our mind and writing it in our heart. And then all of a sudden we'd recognize, oh, yeah, this is the truth. This is the way to go. That's the new covenant church. He would give us the Holy Spirit who brings these things to our mind, these truths, because he's the spirit of truth. He will not speak a lie, but he will speak truth, and it will always line up with Scripture. John chapter 6, start at verse 33. Jesus says, For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, give us this bread. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Jesus, the word, is the bread of life, the word that comes down from heaven to us and leads us and guides us and teaches us and shows us what to do in the specific issues of this present life. The ones who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That's the real church, the elect, the called of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. But as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. It is the Spirit of God that brings the thought to our mind to show us what to do. John chapter 6, verse 45, Jesus says, It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and hath learned from the Father cometh unto me. Just like Peter. God taught Peter. And Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father, which art in heaven. And he, Jesus says, Upon this revealed word of God, I'll build my church. And every individual in the church who's really the church 
will be taught by God and God will reveal himself directly to that individual. And Jesus said to them in verse 47, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, on the word, hath everlasting life. For Jesus is the word. We do not see Jesus today as a physical man. We see Jesus when we have a word brought to our mind by the Spirit of God. And we recognize that word is of God. And we follow that word and go in that direction. That is the bread of life. And we eat his body and drink his blood. Every time we hear the word from God brought to our mind and we believe and do that word, that is the Lord's Supper. That's how he feeds us. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past in the Old Testament days unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the world. Jesus lives in us. The Holy Spirit of God lives in us and speaks directly to us as God wills, bringing us the word, truth, so that in the situations of this present life, we can know what to do. Thank you for allowing me to speak to you today.